Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. Welcome in on a Friday to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you guys are with me. And I've got something for you today. It's not me doing the interview. Richard Cross did this interview, but still, it is pretty good stuff, even though you have to suffer through listening to him. (laughs) Jonathan Alexander from the Charlotte Observer joined uh, our radio show and talked about Matt Corral and the team's expectations for him, what they saw in him, why they drafted him, Matt Rule's job status, stuff like that. Uh, Really good stuff from Jonathan, uh, again, from the Charlotte Observer. And so I'm going to play that for you, Uh, especially the end when he is given a couple true or false questions. True or false, Matt Corral will start this year at some point, a game this year. And true or false, it will happen before week nine. Interesting answers from Jonathan Alexander there. So I'll bring that to you. Uh, As well as I got a quick baseball thought anyway, very quick one. And uh, I'll send you on your way on Friday. But first, I want to remind you, first of all, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. Search Rebel Report. You'll find this there. Also, follow me on social media wherever. Well, I don't use Instagram. But Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, just search Michael Borky. Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Follow, subscribe, like, depending on the platform there as well. And the podcast is brought to you by LBs, just across from Kroger on University Avenue, right there in Oxford. It's the best place in the state to get your meat, especially this weekend. If you're cooking for Mother's Day, you've got to go see Greg at LBs, just across from Kroger on University there in Oxford, and get your Mother's Day cooking started there. They've got the best selection of meat in any meat market in the state. They've also got good advice, also some daily lunch specials, good sides, all that stuff there at LBs. Again, just across from Kroger on University. Big supporters of Old Miss Athletics, especially baseball, is LBs. And the podcast is also brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. If you are anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi and you are in the market for office technology, any office technology, anything from copiers and printers and phone systems and mail machines and cloud storage and data security, IT stuff, if it's tech, if it's in the office, Advantage Business Systems have has you covered. ABSMS.com, again, is the website. If you tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment, so you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you. Baseball this weekend, Missouri coming to Oxford. It's really this simple, guys. Uh, winning two games here will keep them alive for Hoover. will keep them well, technically, although barely, alive for the regular postseason. D1's projections this week did not even have Ole Miss listed in the first four teams out. They've got a lot of work to do, but really this weekend, uh, you can't, you really can't find a path to making the postseason beyond Hoover without a series win this weekend. And if they don't win the series this weekend, Hoover is even in jeopardy as Missouri would have the tie break and the better record uh, over them to this point. So long story short, they just have to win this series if you are holding out hope that they make the postseason, and also if they don't win this series, if something happens and they do not win this series, we can really in earnest begin having the what's next conversation. That's really what it comes down to. The what's next conversation will begin. It, it has for a while. I mean, we've talked about it some, but it will really truly start, really start if, uh, if Ole Miss cannot get it done 
this weekend against Missouri. So uh, I'll be with you at some point this weekend to react to that. But here, uh, right now, is that interview. Jonathan Alexander's is named uh, Charlotte Observer, talking Matt Corral and Panthers. It's really good stuff here. So enjoy that. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Mother's Day to uh, all you moms out there, as always trends on Twitter over the weekend. And uh, I'll be back to talk baseball with you guys at some point this weekend. But in the meantime, enjoy this conversation about Matt Corral. High expectations for him in, in Charlotte, despite the fall in the draft. And I'll, again, I'll be back with you guys at some point this weekend. So you all have a good one. And I'll talk to you again very soon. Here is Richard and Jonathan Alexander of the Charlotte Observer. So the Panthers take Matt Corral, and maybe a little bit later than than some people thought he was going to go based on some of the conversations pre-draft, certainly later than some people in the state of Mississippi hoped that he would go. Uh, just at the at the surface level, what do you make of this pick for, for Matt Corral and for the Panthers? Yeah, I think um, for the Panthers, you know, they're in desperate need of a of a long-term uh, future quarterback. And, uh, you know, when they drafted Matt Corral or when they were – actually when they were scouting Matt Corral and, and uh, looking at his film, you know, they thought that he could potentially be their answer. Um, but, you know, they weren't sure. They had their reservations as well, which is why he, you know, likely – why they didn't take him at number six and, and instead waited. Um but, you know, I, I think he'll definitely have a chance to compete given the Panthers' uncertainty at quarterback. Sam Darnold has struggled. Um, Panthers know that. Um, and I think Matt Corral right now has a chance to kind of prove um, that he should have been drafted late in the first round or the, or the second round. And um, he'll get his opportunity for sure. So when Corral had his pro day at Ole Miss, there there were two coaches that, that really seemed to lock in. I mean, every almost every team was there. Um, Matt Rule was one of those guys, and I, I don't know, maybe that's the way he approaches every workout that he goes, but it feels like because Carolina was looking for a quarterback in this draft that maybe he was even more locked in. Has Rule talked publicly about what he saw or what it was that he liked about Matt Corral? Yeah, they, they really liked um, his quick release, um, the way he threw the ball. They say he had the quickest release of any quarterback. Um, in this draft class, um, you know, they liked his attributes, um, you know, you know, compare, they always, uh, you know, my sources have told me they always had Matt Crowell among their top three quarterbacks yeah. in their class. And, yeah, and, and, and there were always things to like about him. Um, you know, source once told me during the combine that they thought he was one guy to, a, a team source, that he was one guy to look out for. Um, so I think he's always been on their radar. They've always liked the way he throws the ball. Um, you know, there were some concerns um, um, that they addressed with him, apparently off-the-field um, off concerns. Um, but after speaking with them, you know, they after speaking with them, they had they felt comfortable. They trusted him, and he seemed sincere uh, with it, according to, you know, Matt Rule and his press conference. If you go back to that, that number six overall pick in the first round where they, they take Iquanu out of NC State, does that make it easier to take a quarterback if you're kind of establishing things on the offensive line? Or, or maybe I'm not asking that the right way. Maybe I'm asking about the dynamic of if Sam Darnold's not the long-term fit, when do you feel comfortable making that transition? Because if you decide to start a rookie, you want him to be moving into the best position possible. 
And, and I feel yeah. like solidifying the offensive line and bringing in a new quarterback kind of go hand in hand. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because, you know, one of the major reasons why Sam Darnold has struggled, you know, since his time with the Jets is because he hasn't had an offensive line. And he definitely didn't have an offensive line this past year. The Panthers were one of the worst in the league. And I think they were the worst, actually, in giving up pressures and the fifth worst in sacks. And it had a direct effect on how Sam Darnold performed. And they knew they had to get that shored up this year for any quarterback to be successful, and especially for a rookie quarterback in Matt Corral, who, you know, they want him to be able to develop the right way. They don't want to put him in uncomfortable positions. But I also think that the Panthers, a lot of the Panthers staff members' job will be on the line this year. If they initially start to struggle out of the gate and the Panthers start to feel that pressure, and they feel like Matt Corral can help them, I believe that they'll give Matt Corral a chance and he'll he'll have his opportunity to perform. Busy with Jonathan Alexander, covers the Panthers at the Charlotte Observer. You can follow him on Twitter at John, J-O-N-M, Alexander. Uh, I, that's where I wanted to go next. I mean, the, the pressure on Matt Rule. There's been a, a lot of talk about, you know, hot seat. Is his seat as hot as it has been? Does it kind of depend on how the season begins? What's the level of pressure on Matt Rule in terms of job security going into this year? Yeah, I think a lot of coaches around this league, uh, you know, are given a three-year window. And, uh, you know, Matt Rule, in his first two years, has struggled, the 10 and 23. Um, but David Tepper won on the record to say he was he was pleased with a lot of the changes that they've made in the offseason in hiring a veteran coaching staff and, and showing up the offensive line and, and, and locking up a couple of other, um, you know, young uh, guys who uh, have futures with this team. Um, however, I do think that does add a little even more pressure. When you make the changes you make and you improve the roster, um, you have to win now. And I, I think, uh, you know, if Matt Rule can win um, – nine games or, or get in the playoffs, I think he does last another year. But if, if he fails short of that and there is another losing season, you know, I just can't see a way that David Tepper uh, would be able to keep him or will keep him. You know, John, the interesting thing to me about Rule, we, we've seen so many times college coaches try to make the transition to the NFL, and it rarely works. Sometimes it does, but it, it rarely works. And yet – There were so many people that talked about Matt Rule. This is one of the times where it's going to work. His temperament makes sense. The way he runs an organization makes sense. The way he handled a difficult situation at Baylor made sense for him to make this transition. What has gone wrong in this transition? Is it anything Matt Rule-related, or is it simply the roster that he inherited? Uh, Yeah, I think uh, it's a little bit of both. I think he did inherit a roster in a a terrible situation as far as contracts and and, um, you know, the Panthers were tied to a lot of uh, older veterans um, and had to part ways, and Matt Rule had to make some uh, tough decisions, and, and that rubbed uh, the Panthers' fan base the wrong way. However, um, you, this is a results-based business, and uh, 10 and 23 isn't going to get it done. Um, and I think there were a couple of decisions along the way um, that a lot of people felt, um, you know, were the incorrect decisions. Like, for instance, um, you know, the Panthers decided to part ways with Teddy Bridgewater for just one year after his three-year, $63 million deal. You know, that turned out to be the wrong decision at this point. Um, you know, Panthers passed up on Justin Fields. Uh, they passed up on an all-pro left tackle in uh, Rayshon Slater. Um, so I think it was those particular decisions 
um, that seemed like easy decisions on the outset uh, that Matt Rule kind of made um, that kind of hurt the Panthers at this point. I think they have kind of contributed to the Panthers' struggles. Um, However, he has this opportunity this year. They have a deeper roster, and now he has to win. True or false, Matt Corral starts a game in 2022 for the Carolina Panthers? I think it's true, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, you know, I, I do think the Panthers are going to be better, um, and they're going to protect the quarterback a lot better. Um, however, I just haven't seen enough from Sam Darnold to convince me that he can be a consistent starter for 17 games. So I Let do believe add- at some point Matt Corral will start. I was going to say, let me add a layer to that. True or false, Matt Corral starts a game for the Carolina Panthers before week nine. I think it's true. Ooh. I just uh, that's just that's been my prediction all along. I think if if the Panthers get off to a four and four start, um, they'll be really feeling the pressure. Uh, I think some people even in the organization feel like they wouldn't even make it if they started four and four. So. I think any um, you know mistake or any um, you know feeling of them not being confident in Sam Donald will cause them to you know uh, allow Matt Corral the opportunity. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.